Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In April 2017, after a rather long battle with depression, Neil Fitzsimons felt there was no way out and tragically took his own life. Now his sister Neve is raising awareness of suicide in his memory. She's using her talents as an artist to help suicide prevention and awareness charity So Sad by donating proceeds from her online art classes to the charity. She had to turn to this charity herself when she was grieving the loss of her brother and wants to give back. She also feels it's important to keep the conversation around mental health going and is encouraging us to speak out more about how we are feeling. I'm delighted to welcome Neve Fitzsimons to 11 to 1. How are you doing Neve? Hi Sinead, I'm great. Thanks for having me today. Not at all. Thanks for joining me. And I, I want to say, first of all, I think what you're doing in memory of your brother is really, really important. Uh, tell me about Neil, first of all. You were very close to him. What was he like? He was very funny. He was he was very kind. Um, he also had a very quirky sense of humour, like he loved Father Ted. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, like, literally, it was the funniest show for him. So if anybody likes Father Ted, you'll get Neil's sense of humour. <laughs> he loved playing practical jokes on people as well. So, for example, I'll just give you one little little one. When my sister Sarah lives in Australia with him, and for a while, she was getting up to go to work the next day, and she had to wash her hair. Her hair was so greasy that morning before work. And then Neil went off to work before her. But what did he do? He took the shower, um, the shower head off the shower and hid it. <laughs> oh my god I'd say she, she was, was raging she was fuming he put it in the kitchen press she didn't even look was, <laughs> he just thought it was the funniest thing because he knew but that he, she needed to, to be looking her best for work oh <laughs> he loved practical jokes but you know but he never ever hurt anybody and when I say he never hurt a fly he never hurt anybody even with his words never ne- like nobody so just so kind so humble just just a great guy um, yeah, so unfortunately, it just, you know, didn't end very well um, because Neil suffered in silence. Mm. And that's really the, the end line. Yeah, because, you know, you're mentioning, you know, what he's like, you know, this practical joker, kind of outgoing guy. But as you say, he was keeping all of this uh, other side to him uh, in. And I know um, you guys struggled and still struggle so much with, with his passing. But tell me about your experience of this, because you had some very, very dark times yourself, particularly in the first six months after he passed away. That's it, because like I experienced grief myself before. Because obviously my mum passed away, a few, you know, um, four years before Neil. Mm. So I experienced grief, but like I never experienced this type of grief. Now, it was just completely different from my mother's grief. So I just had a period where I just wasn't able to do anything. 
everyone thought I was working. I wasn't working. I work for myself, so obviously I have the flexibility to look like I'm working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there was days I just couldn't get up out of bed. And the only way I can describe it is, like, I literally had no motivation, didn't even want to have a shower. Um, but, you know, uh, just it felt like a part of my brain wasn't working. Mm. That's, like, even just trying to string a sentence together. And it wasn't like that every day, but it took, that was dark for me for about six months. But it was my good friend, Danny, who recognized something and he just encouraged me to go to SOSAD. And I was like, who's SOSAD? I never heard of SOSAD charity. And, you know, he's a therapist himself, so he helped me. But he just said, you know, they're only in Drogheda. Go and have a chat with them. And honestly, it's the best thing I've ever done. And they've been absolutely amazing. And, you know, I, I can relate to some of what you're saying there from, from my own experience with dark days and mental health issues. Sometimes the hardest thing is to speak about it because there's an awful lot of fear tied up with that. You feel like, you know, oh, it's like it's so hard to kind of describe cause when you're not in that mindset yeah. at, the, at the minute. But, you know, it's kind of. It's this kind of warped way of of thinking. You kind of think, oh, I'm this burden on people. Oh, I I can't kind of let people know that I'm not coping. You know, Uh, you have all these kind of thoughts around it. Yeah, you do. You do. Because I remember, like, I wasn't really talking talking to anybody about it. But you just feel like, I don't know, it's a bit embarrassing or something. Mm. I don't know. But I think because when you're in that space, you're vulnerable. You feel vulnerable. And I don't know, it's just, it's even, I can't, it's, it's hard to describe. But the worst thing ever was the fact that my brother didn't talk about it. You know, he mm. suffered in silence and I wish, I wish I had to know more. So that's, that's the hardest part, you know, that he struggled and he struggled alone a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I know this is kind of why, you know, it's inspired you to keep this conversation around mental health going, encouraging people to open up. Because uh, let me tell you, and from my own experience as well, as soon as I reached out to somebody, my mother, thanks be to God, uh, you know, you it's like things start to shift. You do notice a shift fairly quickly. Did you have that experience when you spoke to SOSAD? Oh, my God, absolutely. So first of all, I thought that you go to a therapist and you just talk. Mm. Oh, no, it's not that at all. You do talk, but you have to do the work. Like, they gave me, I had daily work. I had to journal. I had to do meditation. And I'm someone that I struggle with, like, sitting still. Yeah. (laughs) Even my talk, you know. And, like, meditation, I've always been like, oh, it's boring. But the fact that I had, had to do it every day got me to where I was meant to be in six months. And there was a few days or a week that I didn't do it. And I was going backwards. Mm. I felt myself going back down. And I was like, oh, my God. So, like, it's honestly amazing. But you do have to do the work. But, you yeah. know, if my brother is here today and I knew what I know now, I'd be like, please, Neil, you know, you have to do the work every day. Let's go. You know, and also one thing I want to point out tonight is that if you go to a therapist, because, you know, about a month before Neil passed away, he spoke a little bit about it, but it was too little too late. Yeah. But he did tell me that he was um, seeing a therapist, but it just wasn't working for him. So I really want to emphasize the point, please, you have to find the right therapist yeah. for you. It yeah. might be the right fit. It's not that the therapist isn't good. They're all amazing, I'm sure. But you really have to find the right fit for you. So please just don't give up and t- tell your friends and family they want to be there for you. And, you know, you have a purpose here and like you are loved and you're not a burden. 
Yeah, and that's and that is the thing, you know, and and you've put it so well there. That is the message to kind of get across to people. And you're so right, you know. You should shop around, I suppose, for want of a better phrase. If the therapist that you're seeing isn't really, you're not really connecting with them. Do absolutely try try somebody else and keep the conversation going all the time. Now you are giving back to the charity in such a lovely way through art. Tell me about the art classes you're doing because you run art for kids anyway. That is what you do, uh, but you're doing this uh, very special. A series of classes for so sad. That's it. Well, you know, Sinead, if I could run, I would run a marathon for Neil, but my friends always laugh at me when I run. <laughs> I can't run. So I'm not going to embarrass Neil, but what I can do is I can draw. And one thing I've noticed is I really believe that, you know, with a lot of people, it can start in childhood. Mm. And I've only been running the Arts for Kids classes for the past two years, but the, what I've noticed with working with children has been unbelievable. Their confidence grows, you know, um, the, the, what, sometimes some of the things the parents tell me are like, you know, after the class, their child felt really happy. They came to the mum and said, like Zoe a couple of weeks ago said, mummy, I feel so ha- happy doing art. I feel so happy now. Amazing. And I really feel like it's been my, I haven't really thought about it because I run my own design business. So I haven't really thought about it before I start working with children. But actually I was realizing, wait a minute, for years this has been my escape. Because mm. when I put my music on my ears and I'm drawing and I'm doing art, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking about my problems. I'm not thinking about my bills. I'm not thinking about the things that get to me. I'm just, my thoughts stop and you're immersed in art. So I've really noticed it has a very calming and therapeutic effect on children and adults. That's fantastic. And I know that the classes were very much born out of wanting children to rid themselves of this fear of not being good enough at drawing or painting. It's about just unleashing that creativity. So whether the child can draw well or whether they're, you know, like me and they draw stick figures, uh, you know, you're, it's all about unleashing the creativity, isn't it? That's it. It's irrelevant. It's not. That's the thing. Like a lot of people are afraid to try art because they think it has to be perfect. First of all, this is not realistic art. It's kind of how I approach all my design work. It's fun. It's about character built. It's drawing characters, giving them personalities. But over time, at practice, you get better. But it's not about that. Mm. It's just about you having fun and trying. And you don't need any drawing experience. You just follow it. It's, it's, you just follow me step by step. You draw on pencil. But then I encourage the children to draw over and adults to draw over the pencil with Sharpie. Because it's really interesting. As soon as you start sharpening, you're grounded. Yeah, you're actually like when you're when you're drawing the character and you're 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 putting thinking, oh, what style will I will I put on the character or what? Me like you're thinking and it's fun. But then as soon as you're sharpening and you're painting. You're, I can't describe the feeling, but you're relaxed then. You're freer or something. Yeah, you just become kind of, the pencil is kind of that more rigid, let's get it right. And, you know, and whereas with a paintbrush, it's a bit more freeing and you can kind of go go a bit crazy with it. And, um, you know, the the age group then for the classes, uh, what age group children are come, are going to the, to the classes? Well, the general, well, obviously with everything having stopped, I yeah. started teaching Zoom. But it's generally 6 to 12. But Brilliant. there are some more advanced five-year-olds that can do it or some of the parents will sit with their five-year-olds and do it because they all love it and they make it a family event. That's but lovely. Six to 12. But the adults have just as much fun as well. They sit on the side, you know, with, yeah. with the children. So it's really for everybody. That's fantastic. And where does your own love of art come from? Like, were you somebody that was kind of a doodler at school or <laughs> where did the passion well, <laughs> for art come from? Well, I remember when I first, that's, I have such a clear memory. When I was four, 
when I first started school, I was taught by the nuns. And on the bre- on lunch break, they'd go on their break, and then the six-year girls would come down and mind us. And yeah. I remember to this day where the girl, she put a paper piece of paper in front of me, gave me a pencil, and she drew a ballerina. And I'll never forget it. I can still remember the ballerina. And from that day, I was obsessed. And my Amazing. father worked... Um, you know, in a like uh, kind of you know, photo with photocopier machines and stuff. Mm. So he'd always bring home rakes of A4 blocks of paper. <laughs> so I was growing up, I just was like, I'd lie on the floor, you know, my parents would just step over me. <laughs> I'd be in my own world and I just drew, I, I drew girls all the time, ballerinas and princesses, yeah. and just I was obsessed. But I actually thought I wanted to be a fashion designer, but then I realised you have to sew and I don't like sewing. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I sew myself to the fabric as well. Absolutely useless at that that kind of thing. But this is fantastic. And then you obviously went on and and created, uh, you know, your own company and everything else with with regards to this, which which is fantastic. And it's, uh, you know, as you mentioned, art has been so much more to you than not just, you know, the, the business side of things or even the teaching side of things. It's been your therapy, really. It's been my escape. It's a de- it, whenever I have anything going on with myself, like I just draw, I put music on my ears and I draw and I'm just in another world. Mm. You know, I don't need to turn to alcohol or anything like <laughs> that or I don't drink anyway. But, it, you know, it's just it's a healthy escapism for me. So I just uh, would love to pass that on to others as well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And in terms of uh, people accessing the classes and when they start and everything, how can we how can we access them? Well, for so sad, so I'm running to um, an event for Neil to raise and awareness and to raise funds for so sad. So on the 14th and the 15th of May, there's two times. So I'm running four classes mm-hmm. um, on both of those days. And if you go to the so sad website and you click events and you scroll down, you'll see Neil. You'll see the photograph of my brother, and you'll see you can you can then register for a class. And if you don't want to do the art class, you can also there is an option to just, just donate. donate. Fantastic. But I'd love I'd love to see everybody come to the classes on the fourteenth and the fifteenth of May for, for Neil and for anyone else that's struggling and for anyone else that's lost anybody, it's for it's for all you guys. Oh, look, I think Neil would be so proud of what you're doing in his honour. It's a great way to raise awareness in a positive way and raise funds for So Sad. Neve, it's been a pleasure speaking with you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Nate. Thanks a million. Thank you very much, Neve Fitz, uh, Fitzsimons there. Uh, if you want more information, So Sad Ireland, that's where you'll find, that's the website. You'll find the details there. 14th and 15th of May, that's where the classes are. But if you want to just uh, pop along, as Neve mentioned, you don't have to be too talented at art. If you want to just pop along and explore it and give a donation, all donations greatly accepted. And... If there's anybody listening that is relating in any way to what we are discussing, I, you know, look, I, I can't stress this enough. Just reach out to somebody that you trust. It could be a family member. It could be a friend. It could be maybe just texting anonymously to, to people like So Sad or getting in touch with them. But please, please, please do reach out uh, to So Sad Ireland. That's where you'll find all of the information uh, and, and helpline numbers and everything else uh, on the website. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 